This call is being recorded. You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Good evening, everybody, for what is your packed auto. Cleveland Browns, Locked On Browns, post-game show. Browns Maven's own Pete Smith, Jeff Lloyd for your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. 24-19 loss to the Denver Broncos, a first-time starter after three years. Pete, I'm aggravated, I'm agitated, I'm pissed off. Through eight games now, this team, week in, week out, continues to show up and be ill-prepared, be slow in play calling, make stupid decisions defensively, can't tackle. Pete, are we to the point where freaking heads got to roll? Because it's starting to feel like it's that point. Um, you know, I don't, you know, if you go out and say you're going to fire him now, I don't fire anyone now. I don't think it means much of anything. I don't think you fixed this. Um, but I think at two and six, it's fair to say the season has now moved into disaster area. Uh, I don't, you know, you know, unless the Browns are going to come out and win eight in a row. Uh, to get to ten and six or seven out of eight to get to uh, to get to nine and seven, it's it's not realistic to believe that. Um, I, I look at this and and I say, you know, the Browns had fewer penalties. They didn't turn over the ball. Um, those are those are improvements. Those are steps in the right direction. But it's week nine, and you know, you, you still lost. If you, if you win that game and you do those things, then it looks like a building block. When you when you do those things and you still lose, it just looks like another moral victory on a team that isn't here to get moral victories. That's not what this season was ever about, and that's that's part of the problem. And and, and you know maybe we are all at fault for that, but uh, I, I don't think those expectations weren't fair to say the Browns should be a playoff team with the talent they have. Um, I think from a bigger picture standpoint, I think the team. It, the team has has not been able to get where they needed to uh, ultimately because their entire plan revolved around the fact that Baker Mayfield was going to be great and he he isn't great this year um, and that's not to say he's, you know he's still like I think right around the mill mark you know he might be just but they couldn't even afford that much of a drop off. Uh, you know, they're shuffling the offensive line around, like with Greg Robinson and stuff. But Greg Robinson and Chris Hubbard are the same two players they were last year, almost identical. But they can't afford to take that. They can't afford to be the same because Baker Mayfield was a top 10 quarterback last year, and he's not. And that much of a difference has changed everything. And you look at uh, something, you know, I think that they, they thought that getting Odell Beckham would essentially make up the difference to whatever Baker Mayfield didn't do um so that's really what this season came to uh or or has come to to this point and you know i i, I i'm as guilty as anybody i didn't think baker was gonna you know struggle as much as he had and again he's still a middle of the road quarterback as a second year guy like he's not some awful quarterback like there are going to be people that are going to talk ask about is baker mayfield the answer and that's you're welcome to do that i still think he's a phenomenal quarterback. I think he's going to be a top 10, top five quarterback consistently, but he is a second year guy as is Sam Darnold, who's, you know, people are, are suggesting is a bust now. 
I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be a good quarterback. Lamar Jackson is sort of the, the shining example of that class right now. Uh, and he's got work to do. Josh Allen is still bad, uh, even though the Bills are winning. Um, and then Josh Rosen is, you know, that may be that may be a lost cause at this point. But your entire plan revolved around this idea that uh, Baker Mayfield was had to be great, and he's not. And that that falls on John Dorsey, that falls on Freddie Kitchens, that falls on I mean, everyone that has you know that has Browns strapped across their chest uh, every day. Um, in this game in particular, the the string of play calls that ultimately they they lost on the uh, the Baker Mayfield uh, QB sneak, which I thought they got, but just the entire string of play calls drove me insane. Hilliard on that, third and three. Hilliard. I mean, well, go ahead. that's one thing. They've gotten into a pattern of this, which is driving me insane. Uh, it's basically become Metcalf up the middle, which doesn't mean anything to you, but just for Browns fans who have been around here for a while when Bill Belichick and others were here and you'd get all these situations where it was just Eric Metcalf going up the middle uh, in these situations and it never seemed to work. And that's what this becomes, but it's, it's just like clockwork that this happens and you know, it, it's not effective. And I, and I, I certainly understand Nick Chubb gets tired and needs a break, but you've got to be able to sort of change which down he goes out on uh, and, and mix things up a little bit. Um, but that, that drive included, the end around to Beckham, um, which went for negative five, and then yep. the insane, what appeared to be a smokescreen to Demetrius Harris, who managed to freaking drag, punch, fight his way for nine yards, but the play design was awful. I, like I had no idea what that was, what that was supposed to. If that was like, it basically counted on Demetrius Harris to be Superman in that in that scenario. Um, because there, there were two guys behind of, the line of scrimmage, Pete. There were two of them. Yeah, there's just a lot of plays in that series that I found baffling um, that, that just didn't make sense. And, uh, you know, I get it. There are certain things where it's an art and, and, and things work and they don't like Portland Sutton's end around looks good because it went for nine yards or seven yards, whatever it was. That one, the Beck, one to Beckham didn't. But there were a lot of plays like that in that instance where you're sitting there going, Ugh. you're just not, you're just not happy with it. And again, I, I, I don't hate the call. I certainly hate the freaking notion of doing it behind Chris Hubbard, who got killed. Uh, but you know, I thought they got the I thought they got the yardage they needed. But then you challenged it. You were never going to win that challenge, and it felt to me. And, and, and I said this: this was Freddie Freddie Kitchens' Waterloo, and and he lost the challenge. And it, it wasn't that play, but that play sort of represented everything about this this game this season in terms of. Where this team is, it, it you know you knew you were going to lose it, you you did it anyway, almost you know because you're desperate, not because you're you're, you're where you need to be, and you lose a timeout, you lose a challenge, a timeout that you would have you, you could have used later, you know that that to me sort of symbolized everything about what has been going wrong to start two and six. Pete, there is just zero rhyme or reason to what they do. Nothing. There's nothing that, you know, comes off of anything they do, you know, whether it's, you know, the Chubb runs, anything play action. It seems so much where it's, all right, well, let's try and run this or let's try this. Uh, and in look, for Odell to have four targets in the red zone, when you were struggling in the red zone, it's 
it's asinine. You know, John Dorsey's got to be sitting there going, why did I bring this guy in? Because we had more success last year with a whole bunch of guys who were, you know, know, fledgling names, middling names. There's just no cohesion. There's no rhyme or reason. There's nothing. There's no flow to it. The offense, it almost feels like, oh, hey, they got seven yards. Like, we want to give a round of applause for that because, and this is without what anybody was expecting. It's, it's an utter shit show offensively right now. Again, uh, I, I think if you if you if we go through it, I bet if we go from a we go from the raw statistics, you know, I'll, I'll see if I can pull it that up as we're talking. Um, I bet yards per play are pretty good. I bet you know they weren't that bad on third down. Yeah, they're, they're six of th- fifteen on third down against this Broncos defense, which was really good. That's fine. 4.8 yards per play, not great. That's lower than I thought it was going to be. Uh, they got yardage. I mean, they got 351 total yards against a good defense. But it came down to details and execution. And that's where this thing's going. Um, but, like, uh, you know, again, uh, my, my, my lingering point on this whole thing is, like, you know, what's next is the pressure is no longer on Freddie Kitchens. It's on John Dorsey and all these people. Are, whoa, 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 wait, we, we, this is a coaching issue. Does any, you know, do you believe right now that in, in 2021 or 2020, the Browns are going to be going into this with, with Freddie Kitchens right now? I'm not sure if they're going to go into week 10 with Freddie Kitchens right now. So if you say that, who does the pressure now fall on? It's entirely on John Dorsey because now it's, you have to get rid of the guy that you hired, you put your name on and said, this is our guy to get us to the Super Bowl. And that is now in obviously serious doubt. Um, you know, And now you have to say, who's the guy who's going to get the Super Bowl? So if it's not John Dor- if it's not Freddie Kitchens, it's got to be someone else. And unless you're firing John Dorsey or somebody else is doing the coaching search, that's ultimately what it comes down to. At this point, Freddie Kitchens is almost immaterial to the process. He's there, but it doesn't really matter. Um, and, and and that's certainly, you know, if people want Coach to make the case. Coach in name is what he is right now. Yeah, I mean, if you want to make the case that we'll, we'll, that, that this we can, you know, that we'll, an interim guy will fix this and all this other stuff, that's, that's up to you. But the reality is this season, as much as it was about Baker Mayfield's development and growing this team as they were, you know, building, is about is this the – is this the – head coach that's going to be able to take you to the Super Bowl. And right now, there's no way you can make that case. Even if you're sitting there going, well, he, he was better today in terms of penalties were down and the turnovers were, again, critical situations, it just wasn't there. And, and, and again, players are responsible for that as well. But, again, it's week nine. It, it can't be now. And, and, and we talked about this early in the season. You know, when, when, um, when uh, you know, we were talking about, well, Freddie Kitchens is taking all the blame for this, and that'll work. And, and, and my point then was, that's fine. We just can't be doing this at week nine. And that's about what we're trying to do is, you know, he can go in there and say, it's my fault, it's my fault. And everybody's going to say, yeah, get the hell out. So that's where this thing is. And, you know, the, I've got any number of issues with defense today, too. Um, you... We'll get to uh, it. Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett, Olivier Vernon, you know, Joe Schobert. Denzel Ward had a couple of penalties, but he's a really good football player. 
these are guys that you can build around. Uh, Darius Taylor is not an NFL defender. Jermaine Whitehead can't play dead. He can tweet at me all he wants. He's awful. He's awful. He had, I don't think he had a real tackle in this game. I think he had nothing but missed tackles. So you're, you're sitting here going, well, I've got these, I've got genuine studs and I'm balancing them out with guys who can't play dead. And Mac Wilson, uh, you know, he's a fifth round rookie. He, it's not his fault. He's a fifth round rookie. He's been put in there. Um, and, and in the first half, he was awful. He was, you know, and, and like in a lot of these games, they found him and exploited him in the second half. He was great. He made a lot of plays. He did a lot of things really well, but it was like the damage was done, and they got some big runs and ultimately set up points by virtue of that fact. And you've got like four or five guys who shouldn't, you know, four guys that shouldn't be out there on a professional defense, and this is the result. And and I can't, at some point, I can't just say, well, the players aren't doing it because those players shouldn't be in the position to do it anyway. So, you know, that, that, that one comes on Steve Wilkes. I, I, Jermaine Whitehead at free safety is egregious, just awful. I, I can't, ugh, no, I can't do can't, can't, can't defend that. There's nothing, there's nothing there for me. Uh, we'll move on here to a little bit here. Um, but most guys have tried different ways to last longer, but saying the Pledge of Allegiance in your head or counting backwards from 10 doesn't always work. Um, that's where the folks at Roman Amends health company are changing the way with changing the game with Roman swipes, the secret to longer lasting sex. Um, you get yourself an opportunity, whether you're a parent and, you know, when kids are sleeping out or just single guys, you want to be able to uh, basically perform. Um, you want to be able to have the opportunity to satisfy as you would wish to be satisfied. That's where Roman swipes come in. They give you the ability to last a little longer, step up to the bat, you know, hit a home run, go four for four, give the back what you were hoping to receive. Um, they will able to give it, uh, you know, apply, uh, go to Roman.swipes.com. You can get it discreetly sent to you, small packages, quick one, two, three before your performance. Give it a few minutes, go ahead and uh, take your turn at bat, so to speak. Use the promo code Locked On NFL. They will hook you up ten dollars off your first purchase. And like I said, be sent to you small package, very discreetly. And we appreciate the folks over at Roman for their sponsorship of Locked On Browns. Pete, there were bright spots today. There's no doubt about that. Uh, you know, obviously, look, Mac Wilson had a really nice second half. Um, yeah, offensively, you know there's there's positives here and, and you get the yardage in Baker there's no turnovers um yes some incomplete passes um you got to see Wyatt Teller here as you start to progress towards a better offensive line but a, a lot of it comes down to you know is is what's coming down filtrated from the coaching staff and this is where it comes to and I, I guess we'll stick to the offensive side of it and again there's just it's so blase and there's no like chess playing chess type to it is we're doing this to lead to this. And you get to that last fourth down play. And, you know, again, what the hell is Odell here for? If he is not going to be a featured part of this look, I mean, I understand Jarvis on a crosser is a great call, but 
there were two guys there. It was quite obvious. There was a guy underneath. There was a guy on Jarvis's ass. What are they doing? And I don't want to put this on Baker, but sometimes you just got to tell the kid, throw it to the freaking star. Well, I mean, I think in some ways he's not really programmed that way. And he's never been programmed that way. Um, he's going to, you know, his DNA is find the open man. And, uh, you know, I, I think in that particular situation, you can look at it as Tim turning it down. I don't know if he actually looked at it, but that would be my initial you know, thought process is he turned it down. You, you can, people are going to uh, try to read into that what they want. You know, he's afraid, he choked, whatever, he can't do it, blah, 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 blah. He went for what he felt was a safer option to get the first down. Because reality is, for all the people who think Baker Mayfield's a gunslinger, he's never really been a gunslinger. He's been a guy who works by the numbers. Like, he will take some shots in those things. But up until this year, the NFL, He's been crazy efficient. Like, it's not based on being reckless and stupid. It, it was always based on being smart and doing the right thing with the ball. And, you know, I don't think he's ever really been a guy who just sort of wants to just throw it up like that. And, again, I, you know, that was clearly, you know, hindsight and all that. That's clearly the right read, and that was clearly the right play. Uh, and he didn't make it. And those are things you have to learn from. And, again, I, I think – some of this is a learning process. Some of this is a growing process. But, again, he was a top-10 quarterback last year, and he's not. So, clearly, some things have to get better. And those are the, there were a lot of passes early in the game that were just a little bit off, particularly to Beckham and Landry. Um, he's more comfortable to throwing some other guys the ball. Um, and it looks that way. Uh, you know, Antonio Callaway seems to be a guy he likes throwing the ball to. Ricky Seals-Jones. You know, we'll see what's up with his knee. That doesn't sound good. Um, is a guy he likes throwing the ball to. Um, and, and those balls tend to be more accurate in, in better placement. Whereas, yeah, and that was the case with Rashard Higgins, obviously, last year. And he's a guy who hasn't played a ton this year. Um, and that's yeah, part why? of it. But that's not, but that's not an excuse either. Uh, that's, you know, it's professional football. You've got to get the job done. That's what you're here for. Uh, so those are things that have to improve. He's a second-year quarterback, and, 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 again, we expected him to be great and didn't really accept the possibility or couldn't really figure out where this wasn't going to sort of be great this year. Uh, and that's where we're at. And, and now you're seeing a guy, as this entire quarterback class is, which is trying to grow. And we will see if he learns from it. He may uh, come out and, and be immediately better next week. Uh, against another tough defense. But at the same time, I think these are the reps he has to get, um, those critical situations. And and, and I've already seen stats thrown out there about what the record is with the Browns doing such and such and Baker Mayfield doing such and such. Um, You know, that's how good he is, that we are always putting this through the lens of what Baker Mayfield can and can't do, uh, where we don't do that. Nobody gives a shit what Josh Allen does. Nobody's sitting here going, well, the Bills are so-and-so. He barely can play. Like, he's barely out there. But we are expecting franchise ability out of Baker Mayfield. And that's part due to reputation because some people just don't like him. That's part because he was so good so early, and that's how good he can be. Uh, but that's where we're at with him. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I have no doubt he's going to be a great quarterback. But it's got to happen. And, obviously, the Browns now find themselves 2-6. and six, And, ultimately, the season is going, you know, right now, 
I, I think it's a failure. Uh, I don't think they're going to pull out of this and make it magically okay. Um, but, he, you know, they've got eight games to play. He's got to go out and play them, and hopefully he gets better. And that's where it gives it some disservice because, and you know, and look, in, as much as we talked about, you know, Higgins should be on the field. Callaway did some things today. Whatever the Rashard Higgins situation is, whoever's Cheerio is he pissed in, whatever, somebody say something or whatever because obviously there's something there. Um, but now you're down to, you know, and we can't see David Njoku to, uh, until November 24th. Uh, you had Carlson playing because Seals Jones obviously got hurt. No Farrell Brown. Uh, Demetrius Harris, you know, I don't, you know, we bragged on him. I don't really want to do it here because, I, you know, he did some good things today. But it's just. He's great. He's great. No, let's let's talk about Demetrius Harris. He's the best receiver on the team right now. That's where the Browns offense is. Demetrius Harris is your best receiver on the team right now. That's insane. That's the state of the Browns in a nutshell. It's clearly Beckham picked it up late in the game. But right now, when they need to play, it seems to be Demetrius Harris. And that is all you need to know. So where is the prelim work? Where is the film work? Um, and this was one, you know, uh, you know, uh, Ben Albright was on Ben Albright talked all summer long about Justin Simmons. You run that play with Nick Chubb and guess what? Justin Simmons, who is one of their best defenders behind, he's probably the second best defender behind Von Miller. Guess who makes a play because he's unaccounted for Pete. What are they? This is where I get to it. Is this, the staff is just not doing their homework. It's just ill-prepared week in, week out, and they keep – it just keeps showing up. And, you know, you can say whatever you want about the talent on this team. It is there. But you ha- you still have to scheme correctly, play call correctly. It's – again, it's it's a mess. Yeah. Um, again, I- I can't defend. Exactly. I can't defend them putting certain players on the field. I just can't. Uh, they, they, you know, injuries and suspensions have, have been a problem. I, you know, obviously it, it kicked them in the nuts right, right away. Um, that's, you know, where this thing is. I, I, I was genuinely caught off guard when Kadero Hodge caught a pass. It's nothing against Kadero Hodge. I just did not expect it to happen. Um, Didn't expect him to get a rep. Not even. And yeah, I just I, I just didn't expect him to catch a slant. Uh, it's fascinating. Like it, it feels like on some level there should be some expected outcomes, like things that should work. And too often, it feels like if Nick Chubb isn't getting the ball, it's just such a wild card. They drew up a play for Stephen Carlson. You know that was on that drive where they ultimately couldn't get uh, couldn't get in the end. Tavian Thomas real- was returning kickoffs for God's sakes. What is going well, on? I don't, yeah, I, yeah, I don't really care about kickoff. But I, even, I, I, st- I but even still, yeah, this is I, where I we're it. at. Yeah, I, I get it, but I mean, it's just the idea that that again, these are the things we credited him with last year. So it's a little disingenuous to crush him on it now. But at the same time, you got to know when when things are, are where they, you know, in a spot where you can do these things, it's really hard to, to say that, well, we took this guy off the practice squad. He's a fullback. We're going to drop a play for him to get it, get into it on play action out of the backfield. Um, and, uh, you know, the play was there and they just didn't make it, but it, 
it's still just bizarre to me that we can we can scheme things for you know random jamoke uh, off the street but we're struggling to get the ball to the guys we brought in to get the ball to it's 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 as if Freddie Kitchens isn't built to have a guy like Odell Beckham and some of these other pieces like he doesn't have that Kyle Shanahan thing where he's able to get the ball to him like 20 times and, and have him absolutely dominate. And again, some of this is on Beckham. He dropped a couple of balls the last couple of weeks and certain things have been off, but he also obviously makes a couple of plays uh, that are, that are, you know, game changing type plays. So there is a disconnect there and it's frustrating. Uh, there's no doubt about that. We'll get to a little bit more here. Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith on your post game locked on Browns. Don't forget you're probably paying way too much for your car insurance. But why pay for your car when you're not always using it? Pause coverages when you don't drive and control how much you save. That's where PackedAuto.com comes in. Go ahead, go to PackedAuto.com, download the app, uh, you know, apply, uh, you know, be able to maneuver your coverage. And this is the joy of it, pausing your car insurance. If you don't drive your car during the week because you are a commuter, or on the weekends because of Ubers or Lyft. This is where Packed Auto comes in. Go ahead and download the app. Imagine the pausabilities with PackedAuto.com. We appreciate them for their sponsorship of Locked on Browns. Pete, now we had talked during the pregame show about the fact that maybe you would see some more traditional 4-3 this week. Adarius Taylor, then what did you draft Sioni Taki Taki for um, you ended up making Brandon Allen look like a really good quarterback. Um, there were times there were gaffes early where you let him run, which was the one thing you didn't want to let him do. Um, then there was Denzel Ward with Cortland Sutton, where you're asking Denzel to give up five inches, which showed really well on the touchdown. Again, here it's it, it's what's going on. What is the work that's being put in between you know the final whistle of the previous game to where you get to to the next game? There's just so much here that just doesn't make any sense. And yeah, I understand you were down two safeties. Uh, Jermaine Whitehead, don't ever play him. He's not good. Um, you know, like a soft shoulder into a tight end. It's aggravating. It's frustrating. Even more frustrating is the two defenders behind just assuming that Whitehead is going to make the play because it doesn't seem like anybody's playing to the whistle. Offense, defense, it's not much of a difference. Like We have confidence in in the defensive line, but there's just no following through on tasks, and it comes from top to bottom. Every part of it right now, it's – it's just bad. And I go back to the DM when we were talking earlier today. It's bad. All of this is bad right now. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's problematic uh, for a few things. Um, it, it doesn't look good that the Browns took what appear to be long-term developmental rookies uh, that, you know, sort of need to be, need to happen right now. Um, and that, again, this is sort of where injuries play a role. You know, obviously they were hoping to have Chris, Chris Kirksey out there for a long period of time and, and got, got what they got. Uh, you know, for the third year in a row. 
Yeah, Sione Takitaki's a more of a developmental guy, uh, clearly, they seem to think. Um, I still think he's better than Darius Taylor. I can't I, – I, that guy's not a professional defender. He's a special teams guy. That's it. He is genuinely awful on defense. Um, but you use the third – and, again, it's a third-round pick. You're not – you shouldn't be in a position where you're expecting a third-round pick on a team with this much talent to have to come in there. But you didn't do a good enough job addressing linebacker in the offseason. It was a position that we came into this year with genuine concerns about. Other than uh, other than Joe Schobert, who did his job, uh, you know, punching out the fumble and everything, and then safety was a position we targeted and said this this position is a problem. Uh, we were hoping that Demarius Randall was going to lock down free safety, and that it was going to be strong safety was the whole, and that hasn't happened. Uh, Demarius Randall has had a disastrous year uh, from a health standpoint and play standpoint, and strong safety has been awful. So now you've got just gaping holes in the middle of your defense, which creates these opportunities for opponents to get big-time plays on you. And that's what happened. I mean, that Noel Fant play managed to find every awful Cleveland defender in one play uh, to, to break those tackles. It's it just it, – it's it's not good. Uh, you know, Jermaine Whitehead is, is tweeting at Dustin Fox in some profane language about how he was playing with a broken hand the whole game uh, and he's in a brace now and declined to talk to the media after the game managed to find one apparently from his Twitter account, um, which <laughs> is yet another reason why he probably shouldn't been out there and they kept playing him. So, you know, this is, it's, it's just not good. Uh, it's just a disaster on a lot of fronts. And, and that's the, the, the shame of it is they do have some guys playing incredible football, but at no point in the season has it felt like a team. I felt like that drive where they scored the touchdown, it felt like a lot of raw passion and guts got them into the end zone by the, by players. You, know, you got big plays out of Jarvis Landry, you got big plays out of Odell Beckham, you got big plays out of Nick Chubb on that drive. And it felt like that raw energy and passion got them into the end zone. But that that was about the most, you know, and I, and I think the, the, the drive before the half was pretty good um, where they, they were just clicking a little bit. But in general... It just it hasn't felt like a, a real team yet. Doesn't even feel close to a team right now. Um, I would say maybe closer defensively, but that's not where you want it. Um, and you have Odell here, you have Jarvis, and then you, you go an extended period of time where neither one of them involved. And like you said, Hodge and Harris and uh, and even Carlson. It's if you can't find a way to get the ball to Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr., that comes from the top. This should be easy, easy stuff, it, and it's embarrassing. And, you know, I do want to, you know, but before we start to put a close on this, uh, Gillian and obviously Austin Seibert, Pete, the two rookie specialists, this is one of the brightest parts of this team right now. Yeah, Austin Seibert has been nothing short of a revelation coming from where he did in training camp in the preseason to where he is now. He has yet to miss a field goal. Um, you know, nobody even talks about him anymore because he's genuinely been, you know, on the money. Um, and, and that's a credit to him. That's a credit to Mike Prefer for the work they've done. Obviously, Jamie Gillen is very talented in terms of what he can do. Uh, that's you know, those are things that you can point to and go, man, that is really good stuff. But 
yeah, it's it's unfortunate that you managed to get rookie specialists to show up and look like freaking Janikowski and Leckler uh, without paying the first and third round picks. But again, it's just it's it's it's, it's incredibly frustrating that you get 13 points out of out of Austin Seibert because you can't can't get it done in the red zone and and you come up with a loss despite the fact he was able to do everything he was supposed to do. I mean, yeah, I mean, granted, it is the you know the bright spot of a turd. Um, but look, I mean, there's, yeah, I will not be stunned if there is some sort of changes coming here, you know, come tomorrow. But I mean, this is, again, it, it's the same thing. It's the lackluster effort from the team, uh, most likely, off, you know, most offensively. It just, it's fine to, it's, it's hard to find why there is zero rhythm here. Whether it is the head coach, whether it is the offensive coordinator, and you know you're still maneuvering the offensive line, which was better today. It just it, this is not what this season was built to be, and they can say you know whatever these they can say they were still a year away. The moves they made, Vernon, Odell, Sheldon Richardson, those were not moves that said we're one year away. It's a complete disappointment to this point. Um, You are now through eight games. You were better last year than you were this year. Uh, Talking about maybe running the table now to maybe get to 10 and six, which nobody who's watched this team will truly believe. And Pete, I can't believe I'm going to have to say this. We're going to have to maybe start bringing some draft shows in here on a weekly basis, which between you, me, and the freaking lamppost, Three months ago, we would have laughed at anybody who suggested this. Well, I'm always looking at the draft, but yes, of course, uh, certainly, uh, certainly, this you know, it's it's November third. I mean, you know, Browns are a top ten pick, which yeah, could work out, but um, might be freaking top five right now. But uh, certainly, you know, the, nobody was you know we were expecting a pick in the twenties. Um, and obviously John Dorsey was because he was theoretically floating the idea of trading for tra- trading it for Trent Williams. Now that thing is suddenly worth a mint, uh, and you're going to need it. So, you know, and, and they may ultimately play themselves out of a lot of this, but nevertheless, you know, that's critical. And the fact they didn't get again, it's bullet dodged that that didn't happen. And it sounds like Trent Williams ultimately would have fa- failed as physical unless that's entirely him just insisting on it. Uh, not you know, basically deciding that he wasn't going to pass his physical himself in Washington, but but even still, is, with his with his injury history, and it, it's sure. not just the head thing, it's not just the cancer thing, it's the leg thing. We know this on its surface, a first round pick for Trent Williams, because look, there were other teams who could have offered that. There was only one team who apparently did. Yep, uh, and and yeah, that's so. I mean, I, I don't think there's any doubt. We know you know, basically where the pick's going to go. It's a question of can they get there and, and you know, are the guy, are, are, are guys there to get there or are we, we going to give into insane notions like drafting a linebacker in the top 10 to 15 is a smart idea. Um, that you're, you, you, we know where we're going. It, it, you know, you've got, you've got your quarterback and I don't care what anyone says. That's, that's, that's the deal. You've got your Hayes quarterback. In the bar um, and now can you get, you know, effectively the next Joe Thomas or something in that neighborhood. You know, he doesn't have to be a Hall of Fame guy. 
just a good left tackle. Can you make sure you get that to protect his blind side for the next several years and upgrade that unit, hopefully uh, get somebody who can improve the run block and those type of things, because that would change the offense dramatically. Uh, so that's, that's obviously where this thing goes. And that's nowhere. Nobody wants to be talking about this at this point, other than me, because I'm insane. Oh, we are insane. Um, but with that, we are on to Buffalo. Um, look, disappointing. But from every facet, the Philip Lindsay touchdown run, the letting a first-time NFL starter kind of have his way with you a little bit, it's it's just no, nothing that any of, any of us signed up here for for this season. Uh, check out Browns uh, at Browns Maven on Twitter. Browns Maven through SI.com. All of Pete's work over there. Uh, make sure you're following at underscore Pete Smith underscore the show itself at Locked On Browns, all lowercase. Guys, do me a favor. Um, ratings, reviews, we'd appreciate it. Um, even in these desperate times, me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. This has been your sad delivery, daily delivery of all things all bound. Just a tough one. Um, eventually, you figure this is going to get righted. And if, you know, and who knows? Um, heads could roll as soon as tomorrow. But, you know, there's more talent here. So my question right now is whether or not the coaching, I guess basically I'm placing the blame here, is the coaching staff. I think there's enough talent here to get this done. So with that, we'll put a bow on this. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.